Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. God created you to be a manifester. Amen. A manifester of his plans and his purposes. Amen. You use faith to bring to pass God's plan. Amen. And God has a plan for every life. God has an assignment for every life. And it's your job to bring to pass what he wants in the earth. And when you do that, you're called a co-labor with God. Make no mistake, you're going to work with somebody to bring something to pass. <laughs> I'm encouraging you to work with God. Because <laughs> when it's all said and done, you're going to be happy with the results. Amen. You're going, to be, you're going to be thrilled with the results if all your projects are God projects. Amen. All your life projects are God projects. Your home should be a God project. Amen. Why? Because the Bible said, except the Lord build it. Amen. Home should be a God project. Your marriage should be a God project. Amen. Raising children should be a God project. Come on now. Your occupation should be a God project. The Bible said promotion doesn't come from the east or the west or the north or the south. It doesn't come from men. It comes from God. So if your occupation is a God project, you in, you in line for promotion while you're sitting up in here. you in line for increase. Why? Because he has another dimension to everything he's doing. That's why faith is a momentum. And once you start, come on now. Once you start getting experience, I mean, I'm talking about faith experience. Come on now. Well, you know that the word of God he gave you is coming to pass as long as you're working on it. It's coming to pass. Praise God. Faith is an exciting lifestyle when you know that it's always working. That means the power of God is always working to bring to pass the project you're working on. So when you finish one, you go to the next one. When you finish that one, you go to the next one. That's why he said it's from faith to faith. That's a moment. Never get bogged down on a project. <laughs> it's working for years trying to get it done. Amen, but you got to stay there. But, but it doesn't matter how long it takes as long as you keep power working on it. Faith is always now. You never use faith for yesterday. You probably can. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> you, can't, you probably can't remember everything you did yesterday. Maybe some of the things you did. Maybe some of the things you said yesterday. But you can't remember it all. But you can remember right now. So faith is now. You always use faith because in the very moment you're in, because that's the only moment you can use it in. You can't use faith on your past. You can believe for the future, but you can't live in it. You got to live in it right now. You got to live right now. You got to have faith for right now. You got to know right now I'm where God wants me to be. Amen. And if you are, then the power of God is working in your life to bring to pass the project he got you on right now. Amen. Praise God. Faith is right now. Come on now. The power wants to work right now. You need it working in the future, yes, but you need it working right now. You need to be believing right now. The only thing about your past you need to do is forget it. 
Because if you're living in your past, you're not living by faith because faith is right now. Amen. It means it's right now. Turn over here with me. Praise God. You bring it. I'm going to help you with it. Praise God. God still got me teaching on faith. Faith, we talked about. Faith will cause you to see God right now. Faith will cause you to know God is with you right now. Amen. Faith is, that means that I am in the plan of God, is full of energy, is activated, is energized right now. The, everything God wants from me is working right now. Faith is right now. Praise God. We said faith calls you to see the thing that you're believing for. If you walk long enough with him, we're going to see it in the Word today, you'll get a revelation. And revelation means you see, you stayed in the presence of God long enough, you can see your way out before you get out. Amen. You may not be out, praise God, but I can praise him like I'm out right now because my faith is causing me to see the thing. But I'm believing right now for what's getting ready to happen. Faith is right now, praise God. And your past, you need to forget it. You can't be dwelling on your past and be in faith. You can't be dwelling. That's why God will forgive you of every mistake you ever made. Because he doesn't want it on your mind in the present. The only thing you're supposed to be doing in the present is believing. Amen. You shouldn't be in remorse over the past. You shouldn't be in shame over the past. You shouldn't be in guilt over the past. That's why Jesus washed you in his blood and washed away every sin, every shame, every guilt. He doesn't want you living in your past because the past is not faith. The past is remorse. The past can be guilt and shame, or it can be success, but you can dwell on success so much you can't even get into what God's going to do right now. Amen. He wants you in the moment right now in faith. He doesn't want you. He wants you living in the moment right now. I'm believing right now. I'm declaring the word right now. Amen. I'm declaring millions on this congregation right now. I'm declaring it's a house of healing right now. And every time you declare it, it starts working right now. Amen. Praise God. Faith is fully engaged, fully employed fully empowered to bring to pass what God said. That's why the Bible said the just shall live by faith. God wants you excited about the moment you're in, about his plans and his purposes that he's given you. He wants you to declare it so the power of God is in full operation bringing to pass what you say. That's why the Bible calls us co-laborers with God. Amen. The way you labor with God, you believe. That was some... It was a group, praise God, that followed Jesus after he fed them with uh, fish and bread. I think it's over in, in the Gospel of John chapter 6. They got up the next morning and followed Jesus all the way across the sea where he went. Rented boats and everything. And got over there with him and they wanted to make him a king. Because they was living out of the memory of what they got yesterday. They were living out of the memory of what they got yesterday for them. <laughs> Praise God. Jesus. Life is bigger than fish and chips. Amen. <laughs> God, Jesus was trying to get them into a whole nother realm of thinking. He was trying to show them the power of God. He wanted their faith to rest in the power of God. And Jesus said, you didn't follow me because you wanted the word. You didn't follow me because you were trying to develop your faith. You followed me so you can live in yesterday. 
And then they said, what must we do with, so that we may work the works of God? He said, if you want to work with God, you got to believe God. You got to develop your life and understand what faith is. And you got to believe God. You live in the state of believing. You live in the state of believing. The Bible said faith comes by what? So every day you need to do something to hear God. Every day you need to, if, you go, if you're living in faith, you got, you got a word from the Lord on the forefront of your thinking. Amen. Amen. And praise God. You got a word from the Lord in you. Every day you need to do something spiritual. You need to talk to somebody that's spiritual. Don't let all your conversation people call the people. They never say anything about the word. Why? Because you need to be engaged. You need to be word engaged every day because faith comes by hearing the word. It counts who you talk to because you can talk your faith while you're talking to the right people. You need to have somebody you can talk about faith with every day. Every day about the plan of God. The Bible said we need encouragement every day. It said encourage one another daily. You need somebody to encourage you about the plan of God for your life. Why? Because it's going to cost more money than you have. It's bigger than you think it is. Amen. You're not going to be able to get your hands around it. It's not something that men can bring to pass. It's something that only you and God together can do. You can't do it by yourself. Amen. And God will not do it without you. He wants you a part of the team. That's why he called us co-laborers. Amen. Praise God. And when you start working with God and get that momentum and you're bringing things to pass, stay on the team. Stay on the team. Keep that momentum going. Amen. You got to keep faith. You got to keep prayer momentum going. When you start talking to God, don't stop. Keep talking to him. Do the things that generate a close faith relationship with God every day. Do something. Listen to a tape in your car. Listen to a prophetic word. Go over your prophecies. Talk to somebody that can believe along with you. And you'll keep the momentum going. Amen. Do something spiritual every day. And you'll stay in faith momentum. Amen. Look over in Hebrews chapter 11. We'll start right there. We'll start right there. What you're going to find out in this scripture as long as you're believing, the power is flowing. You are the only one that can start the power and stop the power. It's in your hands. <laughs> the devil's job is try to stop your faith momentum. He's afraid of faith momentum because that means that the prophetic word of God concerning this planet is, clothed, is, is quickly moving to completion. Yes, it is. This thing's going to end. Come on now. Praise God. This thing is going to end. It ain't going to stay like this. You ain't going to be living on whatever street for the rest of your life. That's coming to a close. Amen. Praise God. And God is looking for closers in this generation. He's looking for people that's hungry for him, hungry for the word of God, thirsty for the word. That's who he's looking for. He's looking for people he can do exploits through. It says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro in the earth looking for people he can use to bring this thing to closure. He's looking for people. It says right here in Hebrews, talking about faith and what it is, it says now faith is. 
Yeah, it's right now. <laughs> you don't use faith on yesterday. You use it on right now. You use it on things you won't change right now. Praise God. Use, it, use faith on things you want to come to pass right now. Faith is a creative power that reaches into the spirit realm and takes the things that God has already planned from the foundation of the world. Come on now. You got a supply. Come on. You got a supply of healing. You got a supply of health. You got a supply of provision. You got a supply of peace and joy. You got a supply, amen, of being joyful no matter what it looks like going on around you. You got a supply from God. And the way you tap into it is by faith. By faith. Now, I remember Kenneth Copeland said, I th no, Kenneth Hagin said, he said, faith is at an all-time low. People don't know how to believe God. They don't know how to believe him. Prayer is at all-time low because people don't know how to pray the prayer of faith. They don't believe talking to God produces results. They believe talking to everybody else is what's going to make it happen. No, it's, amen, it's been a co-labor with God. And the only way you can work with him is that you understand what faith is and you get up and you employ it every day. Amen. Now look what it says right here in, in, in Hebrews 11. One, it says, now faith is. Amen. When something is, that means it exists right now. That means it's on the scene right now. Amen. When something is, it means it's in existence right now. And that's why in 1 Corinthians 13, Jesus says, now about faith, hope, and love. It's in existence right now. He left those three abilities here so that your life would be lived without impossibilities. Come on now. Faith means you're doing it with God. Faith means God is there. Amen, praise God. Faith means God is on your side. Faith means God's power is released to bring to pass the desire of your heart. Amen, praise God. Faith means the miraculous power of God is working right now to bring to pass what you want. And the power, when a person is living by faith, the power is always working in their life. Well, I'm going to show you, praise God. When you live it by faith, the whole spiritual realm around you is energized. You look like a force that can't be stopped. When your believer is working, praise God, that means you're walking with God, praise God. The Holy Ghost is there. The angels are there. Jesus is there. The whole, the whole deity realm is with you with angelic hosts to bring to pass what you said. Come on now. That makes you that makes you function. We just sang it. You're functioning in the reign of grace right now. You've been made a king and a priest. You've been made more than a conqueror. You've been made somebody that's always triumphant in Christ Jesus. Your days of losing are over with. Even when it looks like you're not gonna make it. We sang the song this morning. Death could not hold you down. That is the devil's finest trying to hold the master in hell. But he made a confession. Father, I know you're not going to leave me in this hell. I know you're not going to leave me like this. Why? I got a word. After three days and three nights, just like Jonah was in the heart of the well, I'm coming up out of here. 
And after three days and three nights, the power of God moved because he said, I know you're not going to leave me like this. I am the resurrection. You got to declare you who you are. He says, I am the God that gets up and the Holy Ghost descended and raised his spirit up. And he walked out of hell with the keys of hell. Come on now. You're bad when you take the devil's keys from him. I'm taking your keys. I'm taking yours. I'm taking everything you took from Adam. I'm taking the dominion back. I'm taking the authority back. I'm loosing all the captives in Abraham's bosom. I'm going to ascend to the tomb you put me in. I'm going to pick my body up. The angels are going to put clothes on it. And they're going to roll away the stone. Why? Faith power. The power of faith will raise you up. Oh, you ought to get excited about believing. You ought to say, say something, pastor. I'm going to believe it. Say from a small seed shall grow a mighty tree. Say millions on this congregation. Say what God said about it. You ought to get excited when the word is being preached. That means your miracle is being released. You ought to get excited, praise God. It means everything the devil tried to do to your body is getting ready to be reversed. Everything he's done to your family is getting ready to be reversed. Amen. The same power that raised Jesus up, it reversed the thing. It turned it around. There's power to turn it around. There's power to turn it around. Faith is an exciting lifestyle. Faith is an exciting lifestyle. And the devil don't want you. Who was that just said? I think it's Pontiac said, we build excitement. <laughs> no, faith builds excitement. Why do you think the devil don't want you living this way? The Bible said immediately he comes to steal the word. Why? Because faith comes by. He don't want you to hear nothing. He won't hit you here, nothing but the six o'clock news. He wants you to know about every variant of Corona that's out there. Some people don't got to list them, Corona 29. They know every variant that's out there. They ask them about the healing promises of God. I don't know how I want to... Ask him about by his stripes. He already took Corona for you. Yes, he did. But see, you got to believe that. You got to believe that. It don't work for you if you don't believe. It won't work for you if you don't believe. Nothing shall be impossible to the believer. <laughs> Nothing shall be impossible to the believer. You got to be a believer. <laughs> you got to be a believer. You got to train yourself that I am going to be a believer, not a doubter. <laughs> you got to decide you're going to be a believer. I don't care what it feels like. I'm a believer. I don't care what it looks like. I'm a believer. I don't care what they say. Because I'm a believer. 
care how I feel right now. I'm a believer. Yeah. <laughs> I made a decision. I'm going to be a believer. Ain't no need to bring it all that to me right now. <laughs> Ain't no need to bring it all that to me. Don't be bringing me what the scientists said. I'm going to hear what God said. Don't be bringing all that to me right now. Because I'm living in a certain way. The just shall live by faith. I've been justified. And who he justified, he glorified. And who he glorified, he conformed to the image of his son. And if God be for you, who can be against you? I didn't say they weren't going to be against you. But who can be? I ain't saying it wasn't going to be against you, but who can be? Who can be standing there after the work of God has been done? Who's going to be there after God moves? Who's going to be there after God justifies? Who's going to be standing there after God releases his power? Who's going to be there? Walls of Jericho were there, but they couldn't be there. They came down because they come up against people that was believing God. The Red Sea was there, but it couldn't be there. After my, they stretched out the rod and did the will of God, the sea opened up. The Jordan River was there, but it couldn't stay there. It couldn't be there because the plan of God was about to move it. There's some stuff moving in here. The Bible says you look for them. All they that assist against you, you'll look for them. It's in Isaiah 41. It says you'll look for them, you won't be able to find them. So while they're standing there, you're supposed to call them a thing of nothing. Come on now. That's what Isaiah 41, 9 and 10 says. It says you will look for them and you won't be able to find them. All they that were assist against you. Faith will cause stuff to get out of your life. Come on now. And it'll bring things to your life. Stuff is leaving and stuff is coming. Why? Because at the end of the day, you're supposed to be standing in the perfect will of God. Everything God wanted for you will come if you live by faith. You do not want faith disruptions. We interrupt this program. <laughs> you don't want that to happen to your faith. Because faith got to be constant. You got to always be believing. It should be also, oh, the Bible says you got to be ready to give people a, a, an answer the way you live the way you live. You're not supposed to be saying, uh, no, I can I give you an answer why I do what I do. Because that's my faith speaking. He says, now faith is. When you look the word is up, I like studying the Bible. I just don't read it. I'm going to study it more than I'm going to read it. When you look the word is up, it means that the action of faith is always in the present. That means it's always something working for you. See, you could, you, you, could be, you could be in one city and your children in another city, but your faith has protected them because you got up and said no weapon formed against us. You got up and said no weapon formed against us. Amen. Praise God. No weapon. You got up and said something 
and you released your faith. And the moment you said that the angels just discharged and encamped around about you. Come on now. Yes. It's, it's a, it's, it's, faith action is always in the present. There's never a lull when faith is in action. There's never a break. There's never a law in, in the power of God. There's never a law in the presence of God. Everything is just there. Yeah. And the only thing that can stop the momentum is you. The moment you make a confession, the whole spirit realm is engaged. And the only way to disengage it, you got to say something. You got to say something. You have to say something to engage it. And you have to say something to disengage it. Because faith is fully active in the present. So there's never time I can release a word of unbelief. Because the moment you do, you disengage it. I want to look at Peter walking on the water because faith is just right now. You could be either sinking or walking. Just like that. So faith is a lifestyle that you never disengage from. Evidently, faith is a lifestyle, but unbelief got to be a lifestyle. I've talked about Jairus' daughter. See, as Master, come and heal my daughter. He said, I will. He come. And as soon as he, as soon as he started heading to Jairus' house, the Bible says the woman with the issue of blood. Come on now. She come on the scene. Amen. And just because Jesus is working with her don't mean you pull your faith off. She said, if I can just touch his hem. See, faith always has words. Amen. And the moment you release those words, faith is. Come on now. The moment you release those words, faith is. Come on, it's on the scene. Amen. Amen. When they talking about faith is, that means God is. Jesus is. The Holy Ghost is. The angels is. They're bringing it to pass. The whole realm is bringing it to pass. They're in your life to come after your words. I got the scriptures here. I want to show them to you. Amen. Praise God. I get excited, but I just start preaching instead of showing you the scriptures. <laughs> J. Iris, Jesus stops. Woman touches Jesus. And Jesus said, who touched me? He had to ask who because there was a lot of people touching him. But I want to know who touched me with the faith. I know a lot of people touching me, and just having messing everybody touching you. <laughs> no, I want to know who. I want to know who touched me with the faith. Now, because I just felt virtue. Come on now, see, faith releases the power of God. That's why the devil don't want you to have no faith, because you start being a power generator. Amen. He don't want you, he don't want you to live my faith. You become a power generator. Power starts flowing to the thing you need fixed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, power keeps flowing when you go to sleep at night. Yeah. Hey, hey. 
That's what it said in Mark chapter 4. Power will keep flowing when you go to sleep. Just don't change your confession. Once you engage the supernatural realm, don't change your confession. Don't be talking about what you feel in your body. Keep saying the power of God is working in me. Because I release the words, praise God, and I know power is flowing. I know it's flowing if I feel something. I know it's flowing if I don't feel something. It's flowing because it flows with the word of God. So many people have missed miracles because they don't understand how further faith works. Faith is. It's an action where the power of God is bringing to pass what you said in that very moment. I dare you find the scripture. Come on now. And say he's giving you goodly houses. And you don't let your first cousin talk you out of it. See, that's why I don't go to church. They're always talking about stuff. That's the first person talking about stuff. That's the person going to take your stuff. Let stuff get on the line. And you'll find out they stuff-minded. Amen. If God talked about the stuff, then it's okay for me to talk about the stuff. Amen. Praise God because he prepared the stuff for me. And as I get in the word and find out what he prepared for me, leave me and my stuff alone. Just leave me and my stuff alone. You go, go, play, go do what you got to do, but leave me and mine alone. Bible said you are joined out with Jesus. That means everything he has is yours. Amen. I would have said over in Romans chapter 8, everything he has is yours. Then it says everything God has is yours. Now why don't people think like that? Because you can't think like that. You can't believe like that. That's why Jesus said the first thing you have to do in this kingdom, you want to change the way you think. And then you will have to believe. It's the two things you got to do if you're going to be successful in the kingdom. You got to be a person committed to changing you. Not the people around you, you. Not, no, no, not, not your, no, no, you. Not your this, not your that, you. How are we doing on changing you? Amen. If you change you, everybody around you will look better. Yes, it will. If you change you and start walking in love, everything around you will start looking good. Because you'll have more patience with the people that you've been short with. You'll have more long-suffering with them. Yes, you will. Instead of wanting everybody else to get right. But you can't get right. No, not can't, won't. That's Jesus' message. We got to pay attention to what he said. He said, you change and you believe. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is present. It is, that word is means that the power 
is working the moment you energize your faith. Now, how do you energize your faith? First, you gotta you got to have presentation of the word. To energize faith, you got to get in the presence of the word. You got to be a place where the word is preached, not played with. And then you got to take that word and you got to meditate that word. You got to say, I'm the heir of God. Everything he has is mine. I need to start living that way. And I'm going to join that with Jesus Christ been made a, a king and a priest to the most high God. I'm seated in heavenly places with him. I have keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever I say on earth, heaven's going back. I just told you all of the rim comes engaged. Heaven is going to back you up. And whatever you loose on earth, You get out there and say, well, Corona's out there. I ain't going nowhere. It ain't going to get on me and kill me. Now, who told you to say that? You had to learn that at the News in 6 and 10. That's where you learned that. You should have went to Psalms 91. As soon as they said that. You got to say something back. In this world, you're going to have to say something back. Don't talk back to your parents, but do talk back to unbelief. Unless your, par unless your parents talk in unbelief. That's right. Because Jesus is at church preaching. His mama said, tell him to come out of there. Then when he was 12 years old, he obeyed. Because he was under authority, he left out of there and went on home. Now he's on assignment from God. Now, he said, I, I, I even got to go preach to the next city. It's my job to go preach to the lost sheep of Israel. I got to go in all these places and preach. I'm on assignment from God. The moment the Holy Ghost got on him, the Bible said immediately he was led of the Spirit into the wilderness. Now the Holy Ghost has become his leader. His life has changed now. He's on assignment, so he can't come out. He said, go tell my mama. <laughs> In so many words. <laughs> he said, you see these that are after my father's words? They are my mother. They are my brothers. They are my sisters. He was talking about a spiritual family. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And Sister Mary just went on home. Uh -huh. Yes, she did. But she got it together at the end. She was in that upper room when the Holy Ghost come out. Yeah. Yes, she was. Praise God. Amen. But faith is right now. Faith is. You would think that word, that little word is didn't mean anything. When you look it up, the lexicon, it means that the power of faith is active right now because you heard it, you meditated it, you got a revelation of it, so you saw it, now you spoke it. 
and now the manifestation is coming to be in the place. And it's happening right now. That's what got me so excited. It's happening right now. Even though you can't see it, because it's the evidence of things not seen. I don't even have to see it right now. I just know how faith works. It is working on my situation. You see, it is working on my situation. The woman with the issue of blood got healed, and then Jesus went on with, to Jay Iris, and Jay Iris got a word back from somebody, said, trouble the master no longer. Your daughter is dead. Jesus said, let me help you, boy. Let me help you because the only way I can help you is you keep the faith. They sang that song they used to sing in the Baptist church. If I can just hold on till tomorrow. If I can just keep the faith through the night. <laughs> I know everything is going to be all right. <laughs> you got to keep faith. In the midst of bad reports. See, that's what people get in trouble when bad reports come. They turn loose of their faith. And when they do that, they shut the whole supernatural realm down. If you could see everybody not coming to work no more on your stuff. If you could see in the spirit realm and all the angels have to disengage because of what you see. The Holy Ghost has to disengage. Because of what you said. Jesus has got to disengage because of what you said. Father has got to disengage because he made a covenant. The just shall live by faith. I will give them no other alternatives. I'm bound. They have to function in faith. They shall live this way. They shall not live another way. They shall trust my word. It doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what they said. Because you got to, that's why faith works by honor. You got to put one word over the other. You got to believe in the ability of one word over, over God's word. It's about words that you choose to believe. And all words have significance and they produce instates and results. Jesus looked at Jairus. He said, keep believing, boy. Don't turn the power off. It don't matter if she's sick. It don't matter if she did. It don't matter if she half did. It don't matter. Nothing shall be impossible to the believer. <laughs> Nothing shall be impossible to the believer. There's absolutely nothing that is impossible to the believer. So you are constantly engaged with the miraculous, you always have supernaturally ability working for you all the time if you keep believing. Paul had to write to Timothy and he said, fight the good fight of faith because sometimes it's a fight. 
Sometimes it's a fight because of the people you got around you. Because Jesus walked in J.R.'s house and said, she's not dead, she's just sleeping. He's trying to let them down easy. And they start laughing at it. He said, every one of y'all that laughed, y'all just bought you a ticket outside. Yes, you did. You just bought your ticket outside. Because if you doubt, you go out. Come on, Granny, you got to go too. You're going to. Get out of here. Cousin Bud, you're going to. Put them out. They got to be put out. He put them all out of the room. And he touched her and called her name. And the same power that went in the woman with the issue of blood. Come on now, the same power, the same. He said, he said, virtue just left me. <laughs> faith, faith is a conduit for the power of God. And the same power that healed the woman with the issue of blood went into her body. And she rose from the dead. He said, give her something to eat. The fame just spread all over. There are going to be notable miracles done up in here. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. How do you know, Pastor Logan? Because of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. God said miracles in the church. They said right in here. They said right in here. Hold your place right here. Let me go to where you're looking at. That means miracles is. Come on now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Your breakthrough is sitting in here. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. God have set some in the church. First apostles, secondary prophets. Thirdly, teaches after that miracles, gifts of healings. That's what it said, didn't it? Helps, governments, diversities of tongues. All of them are said in the church. He have ordained the church of the living God to produce miracles. When... Uh, Lazarus was dead. Jesus told Mary and Martha, he said, I told you, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. What's the glory? You will see the manifested presence of God producing the results that you desire and need in the earth, if you would believe. He said he'd been dead three or four days. It don't matter. What's that got to do with it? She said, I know, I know that you are, I know that there's going to be a resurrection of the dead. He said, no, 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 no. I, I is. No, 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 because faith is. I is. I'm not trying to be. That's, it, it, stop trying to be who he said you are, 
That's who you is. That's got to sit in you. That's who you is. It's got to sit. Instead of still you being Joe, is anybody named Joe in here? I won't offend nobody. It's not who you are. You're who he said you are. He redefined you. You're a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Back to Hebrews chapter 11. He said, now faith is the substance is, is means it's happening right now, and let's go to this, and then it means this. The subject is responsible for the action. Faith means that the power of God is present in the moment, and it can only be turned on by the subject and it can only be turned off by the subject and it means that the action is presently happening and then this other part be part of that that word is and it means the subject is responsible for making the action come to the subject is responsible for the action. This is the reason why when you read through Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Look at verse 4. By faith, Abel offered. Abel is responsible for this action. Abel is responsible for this action. Amen. He believed God's word concerning giving offerings. And then his faith calls him to produce the offering that God asked for. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Because Cain did, brought, he brought something, but it didn't line up with the word God gave him. Faith always lines up with what God said. That's why you don't never want to fight the word. Even if the word corrects you, don't fight the word. Because that word got two-edged. Two it's a two-edged sword. Amen. It may be a part that cuts you. Don't take your cutting because you need to change. And you need to be corrected. But oh, when it swung back the other way, it starts setting things right. It starts making things line up with the plan of God for your life. It causes, it causes you to change, but it'll cause everything around you to change until everything lines up with what God said. Amen. Praise God. So it says right here, by faith, Enoch was translated. His faith caused him to miss death. His faith, because he... He had a testimony, I please God. God gets excited about being around me. That was his confession. Look at what he said right there. Come on now. He said right here, his testimony was in the part B of that verse, he was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him, but it, by faith he was translated. God did the translation 
because he was believing to stay with God. He was believing, I want to be in your presence all the time. He enjoyed the presence of God more than he enjoyed the presence of men. His presence, his fellowship with God was more real than his fellowship with men. He knew that it was more valuable to be with God than to be with men. He was like, Mary, Mary, the thing you have chosen, amen, is good and it cannot be taken away from you. And his pre the presence of God could not be taken away from him. So when God walked off, he walked off with him. God said, wait a minute, hold it. You forgot to die. And walk right off the present. Walk right off the planet with him. And it's what God to this very day. He's still up there. Kicking it. You can have the presence of God too. Was it James chapter 4? Draw nigh to God. And God will get, well, I can't find God. No, that's telling me where you've been hanging out at. You've been telling that you telling me where you've been hanging out. I don't know where God is in this. You release some faith, he'll be right on the scene. Manifested and showing up. Look what it says right here. He says he plead, he had a testimony. He talked about pleasing God. He talked about God is so excited to be in my house. God loves being around me. I just please God. I'm a pleasure to him. And we can live the same way too. That's why it goes on to say without faith. Let me read it. But without faith, verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. God does not get excited when his own children don't trust him. He doesn't get excited when his own children don't trust him and they got anxiety, worry, heaviness, scourge. Of what's coming. Man shall not live, Matthew 4 4, by bread alone, but by every word. So the word must be my lifestyle. And faith comes by hearing the word. And the word always produces an action. Which means you can look at the life and tell if it's a faith life or not. Say amen to that. Amen. Yes, you can. Because either the life is doing the word. People say, I know God. I serve God in my own way. You don't get to serve God in your own way. No, you do not. I know God the way I know him. You a heathen. And go tell somebody else that because people who know God, they do what God said to do instead of dropping that line on somebody trying to con people. 
Jesus said, I only do what he tells me to do, and I only say what he tells me to say. And you got to be around him to hear what he said. You got to have a Bible that you look at every day. I serve God in my own way. No, you don't even get to work at McDonald's your own way. You can lose your job doing that. Yes, you can't say amen to that. You don't get to do this the way you want to do it. You got to do it the way he said to do it. And he, want, and he wants you to do it so you can get the results. So you can get the results. So you can live the blessed life. Amen. So you don't run around the planet scared like some can get, take you out. He says right here, without faith it's impossible to please him. He that cometh to God, he must believe. Believe means to possess faith. He's got to be saying what God said. He's got to be trusting what God trusted. He's working on bringing something to pass that God said to do. Only reason why we build that building out there because God said to do it. That's it. It didn't matter if it was a pandemic. Build it anyway. What's that got to do with it? This is God's house. It's not just a building. The church, that building don't make us a church. That building don't make us a church. What makes you the church that you are the called out ones. Yeah. That you've been called out, you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness yeah. and put into the kingdom of his dear son. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And the gates of hell does not prevail against you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Whatever the devil and whatever hell is producing out there does not get victory over my life. Because the power of God's working in my life. He said, He that cometh to God must believe He is. And He's a rewarder of them that casually. I was trying to let y'all off easy. I tried to change the words so it'll be easy on you. But we got some real saints up in here. And they're not going to let me do it. Somebody had to say it just like it is in the Bible. He's a reward of them that diligently. Faith is for diligent people. They're diligently in the word of God. They diligently. Seek. <laughs> they diligently seek them all. They diligently seek entertainment. He's just got to be the apple of eye. He's just that special. That we should be diligently seeking him. Not diligent going after your boyfriend. Let's see if he answers this time. You just called two minutes ago. Diligently seeking your girlfriend. Diligently seeking money. 
diligently seeking your occupation. God watches what you are diligently after. Because if it's not him, that's when it's called idolatry. You got something you worship more than him. I didn't write this. I just read it. Amen. But when you get in the presence of God, the Bible said in his presence is fullness of joy. And his right hand pleasures forevermore. When you seek him, he said you will find him. When you diligently go out of him, you're going to find him. You're going to find your purpose. You're going to find what he puts you on this planet for. And you're going to be going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And your life is going to become an example of momentum, an example of the glory of God. Everything you put your hands to. I'm thinking about Obed-Edom over there. I believe it's in 2 Samuel. He brought the ark which represented the presence of God in the house. I dare you get God in your house. And he, he brought the presence of God into his house. And then the Bible said everything he had was blessed. Come on down. Blessed in the city. Blessed in your body. Blessed in the field. Because the power of God is there lining everything up like it's supposed to work. sitting at my desk and I just I, my spirit just leaped because yeah. afresh and anew I had the power of faith I could turn it on and just keep it running and, and everything is lining up to what God said no matter what it looks like that's why David said goodness and mercy shall follow me because I'm going to be believing all the days of my he started talking about his cup running over. Come on now. He said he started talking about his cup running over. And everyday goodness and mercy, that's momentum, praise God. Every day you get up, goodness and mercy is sitting there, staring at you. Come on now. And the goodness of the Lord, amen, is changing things around you, helping you to change, praise God. That happens every day. He daily loadeth us with benefits. You start living in a supply every day. You should get up and say, you loaded me today. Give me this day my daily bread. I got stuff coming today. Got peace coming. Got joy coming. People are knowing it to help me. Don't get up and say, nobody going to help me. Don't nobody love me. Ain't nobody out there helping me. You was trusting in the wrong people anyway. And now you're talking and destroying your faith. And I realized it is. And I was responsible for the action and that I could turn it on. And behind the scenes, angels are working for you. Look over here. I, I, I want you to write this. We go over looking here in Daniel. Daniel chapter 10. What time is it? Oh, I got to stop. Stay tuned for part two. Now, I'm going to give you these scriptures right here. I wanted you to leave today knowing that your faith is in full operation. 
And I love this. Doc, Dr. Jacob shared the scriptures with us when he was teaching on angels. And look over here in uh, Daniel chapter 10. And we can look here at verse 10. And behold, a hand touched me. I don't know who hand it was, but it was a hand. Come on now. Them angels all around you. And set me upon my knees and upon the palm of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Understand the words that I speak unto you and stand upright. For unto thee am I now sent. Now angel was sent to him. Wonder why the angel was sent to him. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. That's what happens when angels do visit you. Then he said unto me, fear not, do not be afraid, Daniel. For from the first day, somebody say from the first day. See, from the first day you release your words, something happened. Now, a lot of times people act like, people try to act like words of faith don't mean anything. Well, the devil try to convince you of that. From the moment you release your faith, the power of God goes into operation. And angels are activated. Look what it says right here. And uh, he said, From the first day thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God, thy words were heard. The Bible tells us that God hears faith. 1 John chapter 5, verse was at 14. This is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will or his word, he hears it. God is listening for your co-laboring with him by what you say. And then this is what it says right here. And before that, and he says, thyself before, thy words were heard, and I have come for what you said. I'm coming for what you said. I'm going to show you the whole realm moves by what you say. When they gave you the keys to the kingdom, amen, he, said that, he says, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to delegate and I'm going to consecrate and I'm going to, I'm going to authorize you to activate the whole rim of heaven by what you say. So when the Bible calls you more than a conqueror, and he didn't call you a conqueror. He said, find the conqueror and whatever that conqueror is, you more than that. You more than that. You are done being the victim, so quit acting like one. You are the triumphant. You are the victorious. You can't lose in anything. You put your hands to. The, you are empowered to succeed. You done losing. You about to tell the devil, get ready for the big comeback. Tell me to come back. I'm coming back with my family. I ain't losing nothing. We lose nothing. 
all the Father has given us shall come to us and we lose nothing. When you start, you start confessing, the angels start helping you find stuff. Look over here at Isaiah 34, verse 16. I love this passage of Scripture because the angels come for your words. All right. All right. All right. There it is. Isaiah 34, 16. You're going to see the Holy Ghost coming for your words. Yes, it is. Everybody coming for your words. Words of faith. You turn the supernatural realm on or you turn it off. Faith is when you turn it off. I ain't got time to go to Mark chapter 4 where it says you can sleep, rise, sleep, but the power in that supernatural realm is working on what you see. I keep giving testimony about that land. There wasn't no land on Dickinson Road, but that was the word. And when you don't see something happening, it can start messing with you. So I start looking on other roads instead of Dickinson Road. But then the Bible said God said prophets in the church with the miracles. And Dr. Jacobs came to me. He said, Keith, your building's on, your land's on Dickinson Road. When you get home, you go up and down. So I start saying again, my land's on Dickinson Road. Guess where we going? You go, you can go where words of faith take you. And I ain't got to, I, had to, I wanted to show you that nothing shall be impossible. With God, if you do it with him. That's why you should diligently seek him. Because with him, nothing shall be impossible because of the words. He has covenanted to you to bring to pass every word he gave you. That's why Joshua got out there. And he got out there in the promised land. After he done defeated 30, 31 kings, he said, not one word that God gave us, not one has failed to come to pass. This house shall be known for healing. All right. Seek ye out of the book, this book right here, of the Lord, and read. Not one of not one of these shall fail. None shall want for her manifestation. For my mouth it hath commanded it. And his spirit it had gathered them. So the spirit of God comes for your words too. The angels of God come for your words. When you live by faith, you engage the whole supernatural realm. And this is why living in unbelief displeases God. God says, I'm your healer. But you have more faith in sickness than you got in his healing ability. I got to change if I'm going to live like this. And this is the way I'm trying to live. I ain't trying to live like everybody else. I'm not trying to do that. That's depression. That's losing. That's failure. And I'm not trying to do that. And it won't, and without, it don't matter how much money you got. The devil and his demons are greater than your checkbook. 
That's why homes fall apart. People got money. Kids are loom crazy. Swapping and all kinds of things in the marriage and every kind of thing falling apart because you ain't building no house without God and I don't care who you are and I don't care what side of the city you live on and I don't care how much money you got. Everybody in there crazy. And now people trying to make crazy look normal. It's okay for us to sleep around with whoever we want, but we married. No, you crazy. You done lost your last mind. That ain't normal thinking. Getting on TV and telling everybody that. So the young people think, well, maybe that's how you keep everybody happy. In the no, that's how you go loom crazy. And that's how you get judged by God. It is crazy, and they trying to sell it as normal because they can't help themselves now. The devil will give, the Bible said he's giving them a reprobate mind. Now your mind, you done got out there, now you can't even turn back. It's going to have to take mad deliverance to get you back, whoever it is. I ain't trying to get that crazy. And whatever crazy I get, I'm trying to get rid of it. I'm trying to get rid of it. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> All right, go over here and look. I got one more couple more scriptures. Look over here in, in, uh, in Luke chapter 18, verse 18. I'm, gonna show, I'm trying to show you the whole spirit realm is after your words. They coming, man. They coming, man. Yes, they are. It's all you ought to say it's all coming to pass. The power was working on it. Oh, praise God. <laughs> yeah, 18.8. I wrote 18.18. That's wrong. I ain't. And look at 18.8. And it says right here in the B part, I'll just read the whole verse. I tell you that, that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. So Jesus is looking for the word. He's looking for faith to come out of me. Now, the Holy Ghost is looking for the word. Jesus is looking for the word of faith. The angels are looking for the word of God. The whole supernatural realm. The action of it is tied to us. That's why when he said faith is, it means that the subject, which is us, we're responsible for the action. They have to come to us. I'm giving you keys. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. I'm giving them to you. I'm giving you the authority to determine what shows up here on this earth. I can word it out. I don't need to buy somebody to tell me that I don't believe that. I don't care what you believe. Because I'm going after the word. And I don't need nobody to read it to me. I got to a place where the right people train me, I can read it myself. God sent me to the right people to train me. 
Because Pastor Cynthia and I, we were so hungry for the word. We were 22 and 23 years old. Every time the doors of the church was open, we were, we were diligently seeking him. I wanted to know how your home stayed in victory. I know how homes break up. I saw that growing up. I wanted to know how they stayed together. And the way they stay together, except the Lord build the house. Jesus has got to move in with you. Amen. I love Jesus in the house with me. Because I can tell him to get past the Cynthia anytime I want to. She ain't listening to me. Will you talk to her? <laughs> Same thing with me, praise God. Don't you like when Jesus come talk to you? I'm talking to the married people now. I want somebody God can talk to. I want to know they diligence. I want to know they can talk. Because challenges happens in marriage. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They come to the home. The devil wants your house towed up. The family is the beginning of society. Why did I keep confessing when I was a child growing up, I ain't never getting married? Because I saw the voice as a child. And I, did, I never wanted that experience in my life. And, 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 and as, a, as a young man growing up, because I didn't want that experience, I didn't want that relationship. I didn't want it. Pastor Cynthia just loved me so much, though. She's watching right now. She wants the mic, but she's not here. And I can say it the way I want to say it. She just had to have me. So I said, if you do, then we got we to let Jesus build this. She'll change it when she comes back, but that's going to be a while. But look what he says, right? The Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? So what? He's looking for faith out of men on earth. Amen. All right, this is my last scripture. Hebrews. Hebrews. And um, chapter 11. And we already read this in verse 6. He that cometh to God must believe. That's verse 6, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. So, every spiritual being that has been ordered or desires to help us, ordered by the Heavenly Father, needs our faith to help us. So, one of the motivations in my life should be that I am going to do the thing that promotes faith in my heart. I believe it's Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing God. That if you're going to live the faith lifestyle and have the power of God, the angels of God, the Holy Spirit and Jesus working in your life. People say, well, I wonder where, well, wonder where God was in all of this. 
I never say that. How did this happen? I never say that. I never say that anymore. I did that one time, and I was sitting in my house, and this little girl, she was in a neighborhood, and a bullet come through the window, striking the temple, kill her right on the spot. Mama, the mama's on television, they capturing this. This is all breaking news. This is live. This happened. I just happened to turn on the news. I'm sitting there watching this. I can't imagine what it's like for a parent to have to experience something This woman is crying her heart out. They can't even hardly get her to say a word. You just get a message. You just get somebody to give you a message that ends up can be called the worst day of your life. Something that just dropped on you like that. And you ask the question, where is God? I said, God, I told him myself. I should have known even better to say it, but I just didn't like what I was hearing and what I was seeing. I just told him, that's not right. And he told me, just keep watching. And finally, the lady got composure, and she said, I told her not to go into that neighborhood. And the Holy Ghost takes my mind. Children, honor your parents. Obey them, for this is right. And you're going to, I promise you, you will live long on the earth and things will go well with you. He said, Keith, that's my word. I don't change it for nobody. It's never my fault. And that's why he tells parents, you train them up in the way that they should. You are responsible for teaching them my word. You tell them, I will promise them that they will respect you and honor you. This is my word and my bond with them. Things will go well with them and they will live long on earth. Don't you stand up on your high heels and start talking back to your parents? You want God on your side. You want God on your side. Even Jesus had to go home because his mama said, boy, it's time to go home when he was 12. No, sometimes I ain't going. I'm grown. No, you're not. Man shall not live by bread alone, by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And it's never God's fault. You get some help today. Just lift your hands, stand.